We're dropping this episode early this week for a couple of different reasons. Uh, First and foremost, we're not recording a normal episode of our podcast this week uh, because I needed to give Matt and Tabitha a week off because they are getting married on Saturday. Uh, Congratulations, you two could not be happier for you. So in that place, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had an interview with the creative team behind uh, The Laundryman. It's a new comic series. It's on Kickstarter right now. Um, You'll hear all the details here in a second. Uh, But just know this interview was recorded before uh, the Kickstarter launched. But uh, they have currently about 20 days, a little over 20 days to go. They've already... um, They've already met their goal. They're well on their way to stretch goals. Uh, this is a phenomenal book. And if um, really you need to go and back this Kickstarter if you haven't already. You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha and Lydia. Hey guys, I am here with Lyndon Radchenka and Stephen Call, who are the creative team behind uh, a new Kickstarter called The Laundryman. Lyndon, Steve, how are you guys today? Super well. I'm doing really well. Awesome. Uh, so the Kickstarter for your uh, comic, The Laundryman, starts February 3rd. Uh, what's the elevator pitch for uh, for this book? So The Laundryman is a tale, or it's a new ongoing series about two mercenary monster hunters who work out of a laundromat. And we liken it to uh, Ghostbusters meets uh, X-Files with a little touch of Supernatural to it. That's awesome. Um, so how long is this Kickstarter going to last? It's going from February 3rd for a month till March 3rd. I, cl- I check with right. Linda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 28 days long from February 3rd to March 3rd, starting at noon, actually, on February 3rd, central time, which is where we are. Awesome. So be sure to, uh, to mark your calendars there. So the Laundryman, it features a couple of super creepy monsters um i was i you know i had a chance to read it and yeah once we got to that first one i was like oh this is (laughs) this is really creepy i love it um so what was the process like in designing these creatures um i tend to wing it with my with my character creation so it's like as i go but um you know i tend to when i read the words i have like an inspiration as you would and um, come up with a monster. I know with like the main monster um, when you end up seeing it, this will kind of make sense, but uh, I've had an affinity in my early, like up until now comics for, uh, for amphibious creatures, things that look like they might be uh, on land or in water. And I don't know if that's because they tend to be very stretchy and you can move them around. Like say McFarlane moves Spider-Man around or something like that. Um, but the, the first creature in there is, uh, I can, can I say what I can say what it is? Say what you uh, want. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a type of werewolf. And, um, that one was a lot more fun to design. Cause I basically, I was like, 
I was like, every time people do a werewolf, it's, it's like uh, man turn into wolf. And it's very often like very on the bias towards the wolf side. And I wanted to bring in some more like, uh, like more ape-like features into this one. So um, when you see it, it's got a flatter face and it kind of walks a little more like a, like a gorilla. So that was the, I just had a little fun with that. So, yeah. I love it. Uh, so as the title suggests, the main characters in this story utilize a laundromat as kind of a home base of sorts. Why, why a laundromat? So I'm going to let Stephen elaborate on the initial, you know, kernel of this idea, because he's actually the one who, who came up with it. But I love the vehicle of the laundromat because it ties into this idea within the story that these are two guys who clean up messes. Um, there's uh, the premise of this book is, is that there's all these sorts of uh, supernatural or you know scientific things that go on behind the scenes that normal people don't necessarily see. And when you need someone to deal with those quote unquote messes, when things get out of control, you call these guys, the laundrymen, and they come and they, they clean it up. And the laundromat serves as a very um, almost tongue-in-cheek metaphor for how they manage to get paid from whoever it is that they're taking these jobs from, um, as well as having sort of an entertaining uh, front business that uh, was really important as a concept when, when Stephen came up with this idea. Yeah, the the idea of the, of the laundromat as well, like a, a piece of the spark for this comic, for this story um i i think lyndon mentioned it earlier definitely came from like a rewatch of ghostbusters where like a, a main thread of that movie is the fact that they've started this small business and uh are just struggling to pay the rent and i, I thought that was something we could really play off of and um while the 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 business they're running isn't exactly what they're doing throughout the movie um it's it, it does serve as kind of a a way to launder um what you know the funds that they receive so like Lyndon said it's a bit of a trope but uh the inspiration comes from you know classic sources so yeah the kickstarter uh collects the first three issues of the laundermen um i know you said it's an ongoing series uh do you have more issues arcs planned out obviously don't give us the details but yeah so right now i'm actually starting to work on arc three uh, writing the book, which is issues seven, eight, and nine. And Stephen is in the mm -hmm. early stages of planning the art out for book two, which is issues four, five, and six. And uh, we plan on changing changing speed a little bit in book two. And I think the idea is we're going to try and do that sort of every, every arc. Um, the way we've built this series is that each three-issue book essentially is a full case file for these guys. So if you read uh, book one, which is issues one, two, and three, you get the beginning all the way through to the end of the first case of the series. And that's our aim going forward is we're going to try and structure it so that each three issues is a, a full story that people could jump in on if they wanted to or jump out of after. Um, we found that it, the idea was that we want, wanted the series to be really accessible to people and three issue books which you know is a a decent sized uh physical book um was the the perfect vehicle for us to tell to tell these stories 
so you guys have also founded an art collective called Infinite Studio. Uh, visitors to the website also have a chance to sign up for a free comic called When I Get Home. Uh, spoiler alert, I signed up for and read this right after reading The Laundryman, uh, and, and I had feelings afterwards. But what is this comic all about? I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go. So, so When I Get Home is a story about two uh, tr space travelers uh, from Earth who get marooned. Uh, or we assume they're from Earth. I don't know if we ever actually say it in there. But no, um, there's two dudes. They're, they're marooned on a moon that uh, they're with their 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 ship has has crashed, and there's a series of creatures that they run into that turn out to be a big problem on this moon. Um, but uh, it is moreover a story of these two men and and their longing to go home, and uh, the backstories of their family and and uh, what they're feeling in the moment, uh, dealing with the fear and the loss of trying to get out of there yeah I'm, yeah so i think that should cover it pretty good but lynn might have some more yeah no without no 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 i think that was perfect and without spoiling it too but uh as steven said it's these two these two space travelers who crash land into the caves on this moon and they're essentially forced to face the horrors that they find in there which is both um you know the external monsters that they find and their own sort of internal demons so when I get home was mostly completed as part of a uh, 24 hour comic day. What is that? And is it as stressful as it sounds? Uh, 24 hour comic day. I'll answer the first part of that. 24 hour comic day is a marathon 24 hour comics making sprint uh, created by Scott McCloud and Steve Bissett, if memory serves properly. And the concept of it, is that you're supposed to create a 22-page comic from beginning to end within a 24-hour time period. And we took part in a local event where we are um, with a couple of other creatives, Jim B. Kamichuk, Justin Curry, and Mike Zastry. And we actually locked ourselves in to actually sort of a dive bar, if I'm being honest, for no 24 dive, hours. No dive, it's awesome. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> um, for 24 hours and we just we just made comics and I'll let Steven describe what that actually looked like both at the beginning and then how we looked at the end of it <laughs> well uh, I'll start off if if you want a first-hand understanding of what this is uh Jim the podcast that Jim B Kamichuk and Justin Curry run called Super Pulp Science actually has an episode from that day and it's before and after so it's at about what is it at like 3 a.m. and then at 3 p.m. I think or something like that yeah. and yeah who who we are in the second part of that podcast is just it's beyond me um, but effectively yeah like Lennon said we locked ourselves in this bar and and got to work uh, the the beginning of the event was uh, we had some people out to to learn things about making comics and uh, everybody kind of sat together and say the restaurant part of the bar and and just drew and had a good time meeting each other and then once the bar closed, they locked us in there and the job started and we basically had to just go like Lyndon lettered an insane number of pages and somehow stayed awake the whole time. And I did all the art for when I get home, which uh, uh, was 20 pages, uh, 20 pages, black and white, and just grinded it out. Uh, I hit a point where I wasn't able to sleep. It was weird. Uh, all of our temperatures, body temperatures started dropping and we were shaking and 
by the end of the by the end of the day when everybody's families were coming in to pick them up we're just like like just like shaking on our tables like this and we're and all like, wearing hoodies with we're yeah. all wearing toques to keep our <laughs> keep the body heat in yeah because apparently one of the first things that goes when you stay awake that long is your body stops regulating your temperature properly so yeah. literally every person in there is wearing a a hat and a hood pulled up multiple layers working. yeah 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 but it was it was great like we we all got it was amazing how much work we all got done i mean i mean when you give yourself 24 hours straight like stuff happens um and you lock into this thing where you're only thinking about what's in front of you it's kind of cool and i'm not sure if i'm going to do it again but i might <laughs> between the five of us we had like one couch that was available for sleeping on so it was almost like people were taking shifts to sleep on or like sleep quote unquote sleep on that couch uh i think i got 30 minutes this like i didn't i definitely wasn't awake the whole time but i think i got 30 minutes of sleep did you get any sleep steven on that no uncomfortable I, couch? I, I tried once and uh, my eyes stayed closed but uh i did not sleep i heard everything um mm -hmm. but shouts out to uh to the bar we were at uh on the, the goodwill social club uh where we're from they set us up with like full meals like late night snack a dinner late night snack uh and breakfast. uh breakfast and lunch it was so good the food was amazing so that was definitely a highlight um great club great place to to draw pictures <laughs> and you know we walked out of it with this 20 page comic which is incredible because now yeah. we have something that we can show people as sort of a one shot something that's accessible and we don't mind giving it away on our website available at infinitestudio.ca um, because, you know, when we look at it, it's like, oh, well, this was just a day. This is just a day's work. You can have this one. This didn't, yeah. this wasn't just a day. <laughs> yeah. It was a piece of my soul. There's a horcrux in that thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, Stephen, one thing that you said, uh, because you were like, not sure if, you know, you would ever do something like this again, like this, like 24 hour, like, um, comic day it's not really something that i've heard of before so is this is this something that is kind of like an annual thing much like uh like uh inktober or something like that or is this something that just people will just do at certain points throughout the year no it, it's an annual thing uh this was the first time we've done it uh in winnipeg but uh um it, it there, there are there everybody like there are multiple cities around the world that do it and it is done on it's that weekend every year i believe um and everybody gets together and and obviously social social media if you have something to show everybody pulls it all together and um but yeah it is it is an event we'll say yeah like inktober is a is a good way to put it yeah cool and if you look up 24-hour comics day online um there is a website dedicated to it where you can like register your event and they'll send you resources and um really everything you need to hold that sort of thing so it is very much not just fly by the seat of your pants the thing that you there are actual rules to and that happens every year for those that you know dare to destroy their life for 24 hours or destroy their sleep schedule for 24 hours <laughs> so um linden you just plugged um <clears throat> infinite studios website so this is a really good time to talk about some of the other books because uh there's more than just the ones that we've talked about but uh i was kind of looking through your catalog and i'm like you guys have you you guys put out some really interesting stuff so what's what are some of the others sure so once again that website is infinitestudio.ca uh, and we have both physical and digital of all of our books. So anyone going there, we can get you books. Don't worry. 
but on that website right now for sale uh, is the uh, pre-order page for the Laundryman, which again is launching uh, on Kickstarter on February 3rd. It also has our first book, Infinite Universe, which we self-published in 2018 and was subsequently republished in 2020. Uh, that's a one-shot graphic novel, 64 pages, about a team of humans who've been tasked with trying to find a planet for um, humans to live on because the planet Earth is failing. And so they have been genetically modified for space travel. And it's this whole story about them finding a planet that they believe will support life and then discovering that it's already supporting life. So that becomes sort of a morality tale about what humans should do when they discover a space that's already inhabited by other life forms. And really, if humans deserve a second chance. Uh, the second book on there is What Will Not Last, which is a short anthology book containing four, four comics by different artists, all written and lettered by me. Uh, Steven has a story in there also uh, that serves as a standalone and also epilogue to our Infinite Universe book. So anyone who really likes that story can get a follow-up story in that. Uh, the third book on there is Dead Work, which is a, an anthology collection that we kickstarted and printed uh, last spring, in spring of 2022. Um, it is by nine different comic, Canadian comic creators who all are sort of our closest friends in comics. And what's really interesting about that book is the stories span genres. So there's horror, there's sci-fi, there's fantasy, there's genres that I don't actually know how to define them. Um, but what was super cool about it was everyone got a chance to work with everyone else. So Stephen, for instance, worked he did, he did art for three writers in there. Yeah, um, three, yeah. I wrote, I, I wrote comics for three artists in there, but also got to letter sort of for everyone. Yeah, um, like most of the book. Had, yeah, if we had to draw, try to like draw a, a map or a diagram of who worked with who in our table of contents, uh, it would just be a bunch of lines crisscrossing back and forth. So it was really cool. It was really cool because the concept behind that book was that we were all these, we were all comic makers that were working together and making these short comics just for the love of making comics. And we had never, there were works in there that we didn't really know what we wanted to do with or where we wanted to go with them. We just wanted to make them. And when we all sat down together, we realized we sort of had this pool of short works that because we're all friends in comics and we all value the same things in comics when we put them together it's like they were they were made from the same stuff it's like they just they just worked so we decided to call it dead work because it was work that you know we didn't know what we were going to do with or had never had an intention of doing with and we uh we kick-started it in the spring and we were super pumped at how successful it was and how it's turned out and it's been uh awesome to see how the those stories that are in there have found new life over the past year and how they're now evolving. Some are evolving into larger projects um, because they've been dusted off and, and put out in the world. Uh, so that's the third work that's on our website. And then of course we have physical editions of when I get home available on there too, that we, uh, we printed out two weeks after we finished the comic uh, in October and started taking to shows with us. And um, you can get the digital one. If you sign up uh, for our, twice monthly updates did i miss anything steven 
No, you nailed it. I was like, he's going. <laughs> I haven't done that before, nailed it. obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, what got both of you into comics? What made you want to do this? Um, Like for me, like I've, I've had like an up and down relationship with comics, like not like love, hate, just not always into them. Um, when I was younger, there were like, I found my dad's comic stash and there were things like Micronauts and stuff in there and enjoyed that. Uh, got this Spider-Man comic in the nineties that I thought was really cool. I drew, tried to copy all the panels from it. Um, but then I just kind of like fell off of it. Um, and, uh, I don't know if I really started getting back into comics until I like discovered Headlopper by Andrew McLean, which, um, I thought is just one of the greatest things uh ever made um but but I'll, I'll be honest even though i've like kind of dropped away and come back to comics um I, when i was growing up i always used to say like when people ask me what i want to be I'd be like i either want to draw spider-man or be a starship captain um and one is a little more possible than the other right now <laughs> um but uh and i think it, it's kind of awesome that I thought that when I was a kid, cause I, I fell into it now. Like I did my fine arts degree at the university here and it kind of killed art for me. Like I stopped doing it for like a year. And then, and then I met Lyndon who was really into comics. And then we started talking about comics a whole bunch. And then one day we, we were at San Diego comic-con in 2015, as you do. And, uh, we, kind of recreated a scene from how I met your mother and, and, and we were like, we should make a comic. And it's like, we should make a comic. We should totally make a comic. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then from there, that, that was it. It was just like, well, I want to make a comic with this guy and uh, I can draw, I can figure this out. And uh, he wrote, uh, we, we, we figured out infinite universe. Lyndon wrote the script and I just started drawing and, and that was it. And then I was like, Oh, this is how I want to tell stories. And this is, this is the, the, best medium for me for my art i never thought i'd feel like i wanted to be back in art as a career and 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 this did it so and for me um i like most kids born in the 90s grew up watching batman the animated series on tv and the, the animated spider-man series that was on and then you know batman beyond and all the movies that were coming out at that point and um i remember there was a point after all of that where i was really loving you know, the Chris Nolan films, but I was really interested in understanding the underlying source material. It was like, I wanted to experience what the real stories were, quote unquote, which obviously come from the comics. So I started reading comic books um, in my teens. And one of the first books that hooked me was the Snyder and Capullo Batman run when New 52 relaunched. And that sucked me into this world um, of reading comics because that was such a good sort of jumping on point, which I'm sure was part of the marketing team at that point, was to get everyone who might be into comics into comics. Um, so that's when I started reading them. And um, I had a degree in, in English. So I already had enjoyed writing. Um, I'd never, it had never occurred to me that I should be writing comics too. It just felt so like, so in another, on another planet or in another world that when, Stephen first asked me if I would be interested in working on a comic with him because it was your idea to start. Um, was it? Oh absolutely wow! Absolutely, it was. Man, I remember. I remember that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where it just sort of clicked, and like 
Stephen and I met because we were both bartenders at the, the same restaurant. And so we already knew that we got along together. Um, we used to joke about all the sorts of ideas we could come up with when we were working, because what else do you do when you're a couple guys pouring drinks behind a bar? Um, and then it was, it came supernaturally. Like we had a, a pre-existing friendship. Uh, we bounced ideas back and forth until we found something that we liked. And then we were, we were off to the races. That's, that's an awesome story. Uh, one of the, uh, other guys that I do this podcast with same kind of idea. Like we met waiting tables at the same restaurant and yeah, I, I really, I completely understand that where you just kind of like, kind of like bounce like stupid dumb ideas off of each other throughout the shift um yeah yeah i i can 100%. think of i can think of plenty of instances where we were just like would have like a running thing throughout the entire time but for sure um, so Lyndon, uh your bio says that you are a quote sometimes but not right now lawyer um which is very different from being a comic book writer so has like a lawyer side of you helped out with when creating comics or vice versa? Like, yeah. So this ties actually really well into the story that I was just telling. The reason that I write comics is because of the law in, in that I was in law school and um, so used to being in a creative, like my first degree was in English. And then I was in law school and found that, I was so starved for a creative output because the law is not known for being particularly creative in that sense, that when Stephen came around and asked if I would be interested in finally making that comic with him that we had been talking about since San Diego, I jumped all over it because I was climbing the walls and pulling my hair out over the lack of creativity that I felt um, in my in my legal education and so since then i've i finished law school i've been called to the bar uh, in theory i could be a practicing lawyer right now but instead i'm having too much fun doing creative stuff uh, so i'm not a lawyer right now but sometimes i will be or could be in the future because i had to go through all the training to do it and if you know the if comics chews me up and spits me out um, as it is wont to do to so many of us, I have a really boring desk job that I don't really like sitting and waiting for me um, <laughs> that that will be there whenever I want it to be, So, which is not right now. <laughs> and, and hopefully not for a very long time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Or ever. Right. <laughs> So, uh, Stephen, one of your other books that stood out to me is Dirk Dirksen and the Demons from Mars. Um, first off, one of the top five greatest titles I've ever heard in my life. But um, what can you tell us about that book? Uh, that's a book that I, I'm doing with Dr. Jonathan Ball. He's uh, one of the uh, one of the other comic creators that we work with, one of the other names in uh, in the de in dead work. Um you can that thank story, him. The first pages of that are actually in dead work. Yeah. You can the see first there. eight are in dead work. Yeah. Awesome. Um, he, you can, you can thank him for that title. Uh, he, uh, once, once we all kind of got to know each other and stuff, he, Lyndon and I made some books and then he came up to me and he was like, Steven, I got an idea for a book. And he goes, it's called Dirk Dirksen versus the demons from Mars. 
and I was just like, keep going. <laughs> and, um, and it's a, it's a great book. Honestly, I mean, truth, truthfully, I finished the art for the rest of the book. Like that was yesterday, right? Yeah. I finished it yesterday. Um, and I, I'm so proud of it. It looks so cool. Uh, so like the elevator pitch for the book is, uh, the book follows Dirk Dirksen. He's a, he's a Polish immigrant who's come to America to build his hatware empire. Literally came with the, to America with a shirt on his back and a carry-on case full of hats. Um, only to arrive in America and realize that it's overrun by vicious demons from Mars. Uh, the story follows him, his friend Joe, and his friend Jones as they meet new characters and new people. Um, as Dirk works his way to become the demon slayer, the chosen one, the one who's meant to rid America of these demons. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it, John is a funny guy. So like the, the dialogue in it, the jokes in it, they're, they're really good. Uh, it's a lot of good comedic timing with like just the right amount of darkness to make you go like, to make you really care about the characters. And, uh, um, the visuals, I'm, I'm really happy with them. Uh, I, the, the color I hit in the, in the back pages are wonderful. So it's definitely worth checking out, uh, TBD as to when it will be completely available, but the work is done. Um, that's also a book I should say, uh, Lyndon is lettering as well. So you'll see Lyndon's letters in that too. He's kind of our Swiss army knife of lettering here, uh, where we're from for our group of comic people um but yeah i i can't wait till it's in our hands because it's it's gonna be a great book nice yeah no i it sounds amazing and i'm i'm here for it uh so we've talked about a lot of different things but is there anything else that we haven't covered yet that you still that you kind of want to touch on yeah actually steven and i have a six issue mini series coming out uh with source point press this year uh, we think that it is scheduled to come out in the early fall, um, but obviously due to the paper shortage and shipping and everything else that's going on right now, I'm not going to hold anyone to the fire on that, but that is where it's currently scheduled to be released. Uh, it is about a, how much, Stephen, how many, how many spoilers can we give them on this one? Uh, just, you know, what do we tell people at the table? It's about a man who brings about the end of the world and but he survives um he finds that he's immortal he's lived 200 years and so the story tells both the downfall or the end of the world and him living with his guilt as one of the only survivors of that catastrophe and um i'm not going to go into too much more detail than that but it's a it's a six issue sci-fi series and we're super excited about it something i'll throw in there is you can actually get your hands on the first issue of that book um, because of the delays with logistics, with printing and stuff like that. We pitched an idea to source point press to allow us to do a very short convention, exclusive run of the first issue. Um, that is uh, an exclusive cover that is literally only available from us over the table at co uh, comic conventions. Uh, it's seen two shows so far. And before it comes out in September or early fall, which if, if it comes out, then that is when we have to stop selling this book. Um, so you'll be, you'll still be able to get the book at Calgary Expo this year and Toronto, Fan Expo Canada in Toronto in August. So, and Saskatoon. Yeah. 
Oh, and Sa- Saskatoon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the, the weekend after yeah. Calgary at the end of April. Yeah. 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 I have never been so jealous to not be Canadian. Um, <laughs> now, can, can you give us the, the title of this book? Yeah. So that series is called There Was Another Life. And uh, you will be able to come, come release time. You will be able to order it through previews. So you'll be able to get it at your local comic shop. Eventually the trade will be hitting all bookstores. Um, so we're really excited about that project being able to get into everyone's hands without us literally having to mail every single book to them uh, we'll across there. the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be really cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like Steven said, we have a short run of limited convention exclusive comic um, floppy comics of the first issue. And my understanding is uh, we probably will not be able to sell or to reprint that run once the uh, the series comes out. So anyone who's looking to get their hands on it, come track us down, please. We would love to show it to you because that book looks amazing. Steven's uh, lines and his colors just pop off the page. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. But very that's much our so. other project right now. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that. Um, so how can people find you and Infinite Studios online? Uh, well, the website. Is at... oh. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, yeah, you go ahead. It's all good. <laughs> all right. So the website is infinitestudio.ca. That's infinitestudio.ca because we're so that would be infinitestudio.ca. Yeah, infinitestudio.ca. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter. It's just my last name, Rachenka, R A D C H E N K A. I'm on Instagram. It's the same, but an L in front of my last name. So it's L Rachenka. And, uh, but really the easiest way to get a hold of us is our, is our website. Yeah. You can hit our social media on the website there, but if you happen to be scrolling Twitter right now, my Twitter handle is call Steven. So K A U L and then Steven with a V and my Instagram is Steve call art, uh, call spelled the same way there too. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so one more time, give us the details on the Kickstarter for the laundrymen. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? You're really good at it. <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't want you to feel like I'm taking up all the airtime. No, no, no. You're great at it. Go for it. All right. So book one, which contains the first three issues of the series, uh, will be available on Kickstarter, uh, but at the website laundrymen.ca, which will redirect you to Kickstarter, uh, starting March 3rd. Uh, sorry. February 3rd, and will take you to March 3rd. Um, the campaign runs for 28 days. And in the Kickstarter, we are going to have digital and physical copies of the Laundrymen. You'll also be able to bundle the Laundrymen with all of our past works. So you can get all of the books that I've talked about tonight, except for the first issue of There Was Another Life, uh, available through our Kickstarter. Uh, we also have a few commission slots that Stephen is going to do. So if you are interested in getting some art done, he will do that for you. Uh, we also plan on having one or two pieces of original art available for the super fans. Uh, we have some great guest artists coming in to do some of the pinup um, sort of interstitial pages in the book. So we're hoping to have some of that art uh, on display for you to see also on the Kickstarter. And then at the bottom of that Kickstarter, there is also 
uh, a preview of when I get home and uh, a link to send you to our website so that you can sign up for it. So uh, the Laundryman book one on Kickstarter, February 3rd to March 3rd at laundryman.ca. Awesome. Did I miss anything? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the website for the Kickstarter is laundryman.ca. That's laundryman.ca? Yeah, dot .ca. Laundryman.ca? That's the one. Men. Oh, okay. Not man. Yeah. Men, yeah. M-E-N. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Lyndon, Stephen, this has been such a great chat. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, best of luck with the Kickstarter. Uh, super exciting stuff. Thank awesome. you so Thanks much so for much. having us and checking out the book. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us out, Mitch. This was a lot of fun. That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Geek Awakens Podcast or on Twitter at Geek Awakens. Theme music created and produced by E. Cannon Beats. Our logo was designed by Shay McCain. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone. <laughs>